Welcome to the second hour of the WRSU crew. Sean Nan Carney, Jake Maystell, Doug Willig, and Mike, whose last name I do not know, is also in studio. We're chilling here. Second hour of the crew. It's 5.08, so we're going for 52 more minutes. I can't actually see the clock with the seconds uh, for my current seat, so I can only give up to the minute updates, not up to the second updates in terms of time. I, I moved across the glass during the break, so I also no longer have a computer in front of myself, can no longer Google things real quick. But that's I got all you good. you covered though. on that front. <laughs> you, yeah, Jake's got me covered. Jake's in the computer seat now. Jake's with FMPC2. So, uh, 52 more minutes. We have Can We Just Talk? Uh, this is a segment that which is not necessarily sports-related. That being said, in the first hour, we talked a lot about non-sports stuff. Probably weren't supposed to, but I kind of went off on that little tangent about the history of Rutgers uh, potentially being inaccurate. That being said, let's let's do a sports can we just talk segment. Um, let's talk. Let's talk jerseys. Okay, I have. I'm wearing JJ Watt right now. I know. I'm, I'm assuming all four of us own jerseys, uh, even if we're not wearing them right now. Jake, Sean. I mean. Mike, what what are your what are your jersey collections looking like at home? So I I mean I know Doug I know you that know this. Um, Jake, oh I, yes, the, the Carson. Yeah, go ahead. Jake, I don't know if you know this or Mike. I am a really big Philly sports fan. Okay, so naturally I have jerseys for the Flyers, Sixers, Eagles, Phillies. My first ever jersey was a Brian Westbrook Eagles jersey. Um, and that was when I was about five or six years old. Nice. Since then, I have never owned an opposing team's jersey until recently. W- until recently. And, and this, that is, this is for NFL, right? NFL correct. exclusively. Okay. For, well, no, 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 for any. Oh, for, for any, any sport. sport. For any sport. So for every sport, you only buy jerseys of the team. Correct. Right. And if I recall correctly, last week you said prior to coming to Rutgers, you were a Michigan fan, right? I was. So did you ever purchase any Michigan jerseys? I I don't have a Michigan jersey or a tire um, or etc. I don't have a Michigan jersey. I was contemplating on getting a Charles Woodson Michigan jersey nice. because you know he's a legend, and I I wasn't gonna get Tom Brady. There was no way okay. I was ever gonna get Tom Brady Michigan jersey. All right. But with that being said, my only non Philadelphia sports jersey is a number two Carson Wentz Indianapolis Colts jersey, which nice. is looking to be a waste of money at the moment. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's. Here's the thing. Um, did you pay full price for it? Or I did. I played. I paid full price for it. Interesting. Free shipping, but nice. I paid full price for it. So the way I approach jerseys is, um, I don't know, like, well, you said free shipping, so I guess you order jerseys online. That, I mean, I know uh, there's also yeah, I used to buy stuff in person. I mean, I used to buy a lot of stuff in person back when Fanatics wasn't really a thing. Right. Like my other jerseys, I think I've only bought one online that was a Bryce Harper Phillies jersey. Nice. Um and you're a Phillies Philly um correct. Phillies yeah. fan, Eagles fan, yeah. etc. So nice. Yeah. What other jersey? I have so as an Eagles fan I had the Brian Westbrook jersey growing up. Then I had a Deshaun Jackson jersey. Then I had a Nick Foles jersey in twenty thirteen before Nick Foles was actually a th- I mean he was before a thing. he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean he was a thing he in twenty thirteen. He had that twenty seven touchdowns, right. two picks season. Twenty seven touchdowns, yeah, yeah, two interceptions. Yeah. But he wasn't really like that popular in, right. in the league, but regardless, I had I had a Nick Foles. He had a good I, investment. Yeah, I I thought he was going to be the future of the Eagles at the time. He wasn't. Where, and then well, where is he right now? On he the, is with the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Right. He is the third string quarterback getting paid over like 
twenty million a year, if I'm nice. not mistaken. That's that's a very good deal for him. Yep. How um, long till the Bears fans start clamoring for Nick Foles? Oh, I mean, I, I don't think that's happening. No, it's, it's gonna happen right now. They they're gonna forget about Justin Fields soon. Yeah. That being said, uh, the way I approach my jersey purchases is I go to NFLShop.com. Um, go to the jerseys tab, then select men's, and then I select sort by lowest price. And what's really interesting is, very sporadically and without rhyme or reason, uh, random jerseys like go on ridiculous sales, and I'm not sure why. For example, this J.J. Watt Texans jersey jersey was purchased for twenty dollars. Um, the Todd Gurley Rams jersey I have with the Super Bowl logo cost like twenty one dollars. I got a Khalil Mack jersey for like eighteen. Um, I've and interestingly, Sam Darnold Jets jerseys last week were seven dollars and twenty cents on NFL Shop. So like, I didn't purchase one, but I just thought that was really interesting. Uh, they also had, and I think uh, this will be of interest for you, Sean. They had Carson Wentz Eagles jerseys mm-hmm. for for nine dollars. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I it, see. Like, I understand that jerseys go on sale, but like when they go under ten bucks, like an item that normally costs a hundred. Yeah. Like or 120, but th- it's interesting. They actually changed the default jersey price recently to 120 dollars. Mm-hmm. But when a product that's normally either 100 or 120 goes like under 10, it's just so so crazy. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how much Ben Simmons jerseys are going for right now. Um, there, here's the thing, right? So when I talk like jersey prices, right, I'm talking like the official ones you can buy right. online. I get that you can buy like bootleg stuff, bootleg stuff on yeah. like a bunch of sites that's like really cheap. But like for the official ones, like NBA stuff has not been doing good sales recently. Yeah. The cheapest jerseys you can get on, like, um, they call it NBA Store. So there's NFL Shop and there's NBA Store. Their cheapest ones are, like, like a Chris Sapp's Porzingis Knicks jersey for 20 bucks, which is which is solid. I'm not going to lie. Porzingis wasn't terrible on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Like, he was decent there, and he was also there for a semi-extended period of time, maybe three or four seasons. So it's it's nice. As a Nets fan, I don't think I could buy, like, a Knicks jersey. Um, I think I've established I was a Nets fan to you guys. Well, not to Mike before, but to, to Sean and Jake, mm-hmm. possibly, yes. So as a Nets fan, I was thinking like I should, probably should not get a Knicks jersey. I do have one, actually not one. I have multiple Knicks shirts at home. I have a a Knicks T-shirt with a logo on it, which I purchased in like elementary or middle school. And I also have a Jeremy Lin T-shirt jersey that says Lin Sanity instead of Lin. Like that. So, do, you, do you have any uh, Nets jerseys? Uh, I do have multiple Nets jerseys. Yes. So in terms of the team I actually support, the Nets, I have a. Um, I got this at a game. It's really weird. A reversible jersey. So it's like not official, but it's semi-official. It's a Brooke Lopez New Jersey Nets jersey. You flip it inside out, and it's a Dwight Howard Orlando Magic jersey. Then in terms of like official jerseys, like there are like actual either Adidas ones or I never purchased any of the Nike ones since they switched over. But I have a Joe Johnson Nets jersey. I have a Jorge Gutierrez Nets jersey. I'm going to assume the three of you don't know who that is. He played on the Nets for 25 games. Uh, his his NBA career was like less than forty games. Interestingly, one actually Pac-12 Player of the Year back when he played in college. But Jorge Gutierrez, like back when I was in like ninth grade, was my favorite Nets player. Was that like twenty fifteen? It was twenty fourteen. Yeah, that was a twenty thirteen twenty. Um, maybe I was in eighth grade. Pierce, not I don't know. Pierce. Was he on the team with Pierce and Garnett? Yes. Um, he was there like around that same time. Like I'm. I'm I'm drawing a blank on the specifics, but what happened was, like, I, w- I used to watch it. I still do. I watch every Nets game, so I kind of knew what was going on, but I missed the news that we signed Jorge Gutierrez to a 10-day contract. 
So when they put him in the game, I was like, really shocked because I don't know who he was. Um, this is back like I now I get like every single Nets roster move. I get notifications on my phone. I also read articles like regularly, watch every game. So like I, I know everything that goes on now. But like back in ninth grade, I kind of followed a little more, more passively. So I missed the news that we signed Gutierrez, and when when they put him in, I was so confused. But I also became obsessed. He became my favorite player. They didn't even sell his jerseys like on the team website at the time. I had to go to eBay to get one. My parents got one for my birthday. It's a very nice gift, and I still have that Gutierrez jersey. So I have the Brook Lopez reversible. I got Jorge Gutierrez Brooklyn. He wore number thirteen. So if people see the thirteen from the front and Brooklyn, they think it might think it's a Harden jersey. I have, and interestingly, the Brook Lopez one is eleven. So it's a Kyrie. I have a then the Joe Johnson. I'm saying a very long sentence. Let me pause. Period. New sentence. I have a Joe Johnson Brooklyn Nets jersey, number seven. You see that from the front. You might think it's Kevin Durant. You got all the numbers. All yes, the, all yes. the new numbers. 7, 11, and 13. I have all three of the big three, and they're all not the current iteration. <laughs> I thought about this before. I thought it was pretty interesting. You're saving money. You're saving money a lot. Yeah, I could just like tape a new name on it. I couldn't, you don't even have to change the number. But I don't, I don't plan on doing that, though. And then I also have some Nets t-shirts. I got a Paul Pierce t-shirt jersey, Darren Williams t-shirt jersey, which says D-Will on it. My name is Douglas Willig. Darren Williams' name is Darren Williams. So it was like they did this nickname series, and it's a D-Will, mm-hmm. which also fits with my name. So that was a fun purchase. And I think that very – I spoke about three sentences there instead of about four paragraphs worth of information, but I think those are all my Nets jerseys. And, yeah, Jake, you got any NBA jerseys? Sean, Mike, NBA jerseys we own? Listen, uh, I don't have any – I don't know, oh, Jake. Well, I don't have any NBA jerseys, uh, but I am a Nets fan. Nice. I am a Nets fan, but uh, I don't have any, any NBA jerseys. I do have a Colts jersey nice. as well with Sean. Um, I actually am a Colts fan. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. Crazy, nice. right? You know, they don't really exist here. Um, it's a Darius Leonard jersey. Nice. And uh, I did have an Andrew Luck jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, too bad he retired. Uh, my favorite player of all time in the NFL. It was a sad day in August of 2019. But when we go back to jerseys, uh, I definitely haven't been purchasing many as of recent. Um, I definitely want probably a Harden jersey. If Harden, anything. Harden Nets. Yep, Harden Nets jersey. We're thinking the black one, the white one. What are the special ones? Probably just the black one. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had so my first ever NBA jersey was uh, Andre Iguodala 76ers jersey, which was the OG black Sixers jersey. Like like Those were so cool. Logo, right? Those are really cool and. Us Philadelphia faithful have been begging for those to come back. I I don't to know. To be fair, I, I think the. Uh, I'll, I'll let you finish your statement, but I think the, the current ones look somewhat cool, though. Yeah, I mean, I they're they pretty are cool. cool. And they actually just dropped some new retro jerseys, which I thought were pretty neat. But, so I had the Andre Iguodala jersey, and then the Sixers had, like, no star players for for a, all, a few close years. To, they were, for close to a decade. They were quite bad, right? They they, they were mean, terrible, the, the process. The process, the yeah. process, right, right. I mean, the process still net, like, still had some very... Noteworthy player who you know Michael might, Carter Williams was there, right? Right. Nor- Nerlens Noel. Carter Williams, uh, Jaleel, Jaleel, Jaleel Okafor. Okafor. I can't even. Young say Jeremy it. Grant. Young yeah. Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, obviously. Javale McGee. Um, Javale McGee was on. I don't even remember yeah. that. He was on the Sixers. How long? For a year, I think. Vucevic was on the Sixers at one point. Christian Wood. Christian Wood. Christian Wood. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I so Nerlens yeah. Noel. Nerlens Noel. Nick um, Legend. So after that, I waited about eleven, no, ten years for my next uh, basketball jersey, which was a Joel Embiid blue 76ers jersey, 
and Solid then, purchase. Yeah. That one's getting kind of old now. It's kind of raggedy. So You wore it a lot? I did because that was really the only basketball jersey I had. Um, but afterwards, I got two new jerseys, one which I'm not proud of because of the current situation. I think Simmons? We all know what we're talking about. <laughs> the Benjamin Simmons, number 25. Nice. Which, you know, I can't even say his you name. You should wear right. that in public now because that'll, that'll get some, some conversation right started. Yeah. Um, so I have that, and then I have a uh, Matisse Thibault. Oh, I retro. love Thibault. I love yeah. Thibault. And, it, and it's a retro jersey. So bro, I, I just yeah. uh, Martise Thibault was just on uh, JJ Reddick's podcast. He was. Did yeah. you watch that? Yeah. That I, was, I mean, I bro, saw the clips so, of it. He's so like, oh, he's so well spoken. He's such so cool yeah. to listen to. I actually met the guy once. Really? Um, it was. I his, want to hear the story. So it's it's a quick but fun story. So it was his rookie year. Season hadn't even started. It was around August. Uh, so I guess around summer league time but summer league had ended at that point um and i was actually going back to gonna go back to school the the next week which is why i was here so i went to best buy because i needed um a portable charger for school is this by philly no no no. so this is the suburbs of jersey so cherry hill okay um cherry hill best buy i walk in um find my portable charger and then i walk towards a counter it wasn't the checkout counter. It was like where the mobile services is where like people activate their phone and see this tall guy. And I'm like, Oh, I, I know that guy. And it's Matisse. And, and strangely enough, there was no one asking him for it. I, I don't, he was, he wasn't as notable as he is right now. Right. So no one really recognized him. And I, I just kind of walked up to him and I'm like, are you Matisse Thibel? And he was like, yeah, I am. And you know, we took a picture. I told him good luck for the season. Kid's been doing great. Nice. Yeah. That that's a very cool story. Yep. That's very cool. That's really the only celebrity I've met, like, not in a sports setting. Just have you met athletes like in a sports setting a lot? Oh, plenty, plenty. So I, this summer was probably like the craziest summer I had. So I want to hear. This sounds very interesting. <laughs> July, I worked with Saquon Barkley. Wow. Um, and, and and you hate the Giants, though. I do hate the Giants, but I got to respect it. He very down-to-earth guy. Wait, wait. Tell this story. Uh, how did you, like, what was going on? What were you doing? How did so, you know? job is this? Yeah. yeah let's Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Um, and there's more to come, but this is just the tip of the iceberg. So Saquon, like other athletes, uh, he hold, he held a camp for, like, kids. Um, and uh, I was sent a flyer to to ha- go and help out and work work with Saquon and work at this camp, so I you know naturally I'm a sport management major, so I I wanted to do it and it was in West Essex, so it's about like an hour and a half away from where I live, but you know nevertheless I went out and I helped and very down to earth guy, uh, took a picture with 200 plus kids, signed a football for every kid. Like nicest guy that That's you, very cool. you could meet. Took a picture with all of us. Um, so yeah, I do have a picture with Saquon Barkley on my camera roll. That nice, humble brag. I do um, want to see that afterwards. About a month later, I got a chance to work with Pete Alonzo. Nice. Um, nice. Again, another very down to earth guy. He had a game that day, and you know, still came out. Uh, was it like another camp thing? Yeah, or it was what? another camp thing. Uh, spent about three to four hours with these kids, just going through drills and doing these games with them. And, you know, we 
a lot of people talk about how celebrities and athletes can be snobbish. I mean, these two guys were salt of the earth, just normal guys, and I thought that was pretty inspiring. Um, that does sound very, very yeah, cool. Yeah. Th- were they both these camps? Like, were they part of the same like job, or did you just kind of you signed up for separate things or something? Um, yeah. So, um, I, I like I said, I, w- I was sent a flyer from from this company called Pro Camps, who uh, okay. who helps nice these students uh, run, uh, students helps these athletes run these camps. Um, and they do it for pretty much athletes all over the country, like DJ Moore, Aaron Jones, these people, like the, the guys that had been working for a while, they were telling me like every sport, um, even, even, um, like Carly Lloyd, uh, I think she did a, no, not Carly Lloyd, excuse me, Julie Ertz. She had a camp in Philadelphia, uh, with Zach Ertz, um, but athletes all over the country. Um, as it, I, I get a sick. text from Chris saying he went to West Essex for high school. Um, so I, he is listening to, on air right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. We got, we got, we got a listener. We're up to at least, well, I don't know. I haven't looked at the, yeah. uh, the number counter, so yeah. I don't know how many we're at right now. Yeah. But that being said, I feel like this has been a very, um, we've, we've had a nice array of topics today. Mm-hmm. I know I, I, like I mentioned beforehand, I tend do tend to get off topic. Mm-hmm. So, but I think the conversation we had at the beginning about Rutgers history and their ceasing operations for twenty three years was a uh, twenty one years was mm-hmm. an interesting one. I think Sean, your lock was very nice mm-hmm. um, to pick Rutgers to actually win. And then also talking about Georgia Tech, it's sad that Dennis had to go at five. We got Mike joining us here now, though, which is nice. And okay, so we just did. Can we just talk? I want to now shift to. We already discussed Rutgers and Ohio State. We just discussed that game a little bit. Uh, not a little bit. We discussed it pretty extensively. Do we want to move on now to the rest of the college football slate, or do we want to talk NFL games coming up th- this Sunday? It could be anything you guys want. I'm uh, I'm personally more knowledgeable about NFL, but we can do whatever. I, I'm down to do let's NFL talk. talk. NFL. Let's, let, let's talk yeah. NFL. I Wait, before we've you, talked about before the Before you NFL. start, yeah. Sean, Sean put Rutgers winning outright against Ohio yes, State? Yes, yeah, so you joined yes, us half, halfway. So my lock of the week, the line is plus 15. I had Ruck, like Ohio State, Ohio State minus 15. So like Rutgers, I had Rutgers, and they're going to cover the 15, but I think they're going to lose, right? Okay, so yeah. They're going to lose by less than 15. Okay, yep. Sean says we're going to win. That just Dennis's lock was tonight. He picked I, – I was playing tonight, right? Am I am I wrong on that? I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. They're number five in the country, and they are playing Maryland. I could be wrong, but I'm doing this off the top of my head. Let's pull up. Scores, yes, Iowa at Maryland 5. Dennis picked that game. It was Iowa minus 3. And then Jake picked the NFL game. He picked Bills this weekend. So let's go talking NFL for the whole like the whole slate. Uh, obviously, not obviously, I'm a Giants fan, as we've discussed. Sean is an Eagles fan. Mike is a Colts fan. Jake is a Giant fan. Giants fan. So two Giants, Colts, Eagles. Uh, we can touch on those teams first and then move to the rest of the slate. And... That being said, there was an NFL game yesterday, so we can touch on that too. Bengals Jaguars, actually. Actually, let's open on that first because, that, you know, that's a nice topic. Uh, Thursday night football. I know there was also a college game last night. I, I always find that weird when there are like, I don't always find it weird, but like college games when there's Thursday night football on. I get that there's like some scheduling quirks, but like I feel like those you can't games, compete. You yeah. just like can't compete with the viewership. Because the NFL always, like they're the highest rated like NFL games are always higher than college football. Um, and I know, 
I like I was looking into this recently because I was trying to think like I mean I know there's lots of different stats you can look at whether it be TV viewers or Insta like you know social media followers stuff like that. Uh, there's different stats, so I was trying to think like okay. Does Alabama football have, like, more Instagram followers than any NFL teams? And it turns out they do. So I didn't extensively look through every college football program, but I looked through all the big ones, and Alabama had a million Instagram followers, which was the most out of every major college football program. And then there's quite a few NFL teams with less than a million. There's yeah, no, the Colts Colts have less than a million yeah. followers to on be Instagram. Fair, there's, also, I mean, no, like. there's also a bunch of NFL teams with over a million, but... This is the what I mean when I say I get off topic. Let's get back to that game last night. <laughs> Bengals Jaguars. Bengals won twenty four twenty one. Trevor Lawrence had a nice highlight rushing touchdown, but he p- pulled out a couple of jukes. Also, he went seventeen to twenty four, two hundred four yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Interestingly, he threw like multiple picks in the first three games. So the Jaguars were up fourteen zero at halftime. Um, James Robinson had two rushing touchdowns in the game, but the Bengals came back and won this game in the second half. Let's go through Burrow's stats, everyone else's stats, and then we'll talk what happened. Burrow, 25-32, 348 yards, two touchdowns, was sacked once. Uh, Joe Mixon had 67 yards and a rushing touchdown. And TJ, or T. Boyd, I think that that's TJ Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, my mm-hmm. mistake, my mistake. There's a CJ, and I was thinking TJ. CJ Yes. CJ, so T. Tyler Boyd, nine catches for 118 yards. C.J. Umoza, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know where that that came from. I was watching the game, like I saw Uz- Uzoma doing yeah, that. Uzuma, yeah. I was pretty shocked. Uzuma. Did you guys catch this game? I did. I did watch it yesterday, and going like looking back at it, the Jaguars uh, were up 14 nothing, and they had the, on the cusp of getting to be up 21 nothing. They obviously went for on fourth and one uh, right before half. Right. Um, personally. Urban Meyer, you know, he was all for it, all for going for the touchdown. Like, when it was 14 nothing, at that, I don't know if you guys watched the game, but uh, for me, there was, like, the opportunity to kick a field goal at, like, the one. Uh, even though they were at the one, uh, going to half of the 17 nothing lead uh, was something I uh, kind of, like, took away from the game and maybe could have changed the game, especially because they lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I had the game on because – I always have Thursday night football football on no matter how bad the game is. But I'll be honest, I didn't really pay attention until maybe the fourth quarter. It, mm-hmm. it was 14-0, like you said, at halftime. And mm-hmm. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked probably the best he has through his first career, first four career games, which is oh, a yeah. good sign to see. I still, and I said this before the guy even got, I said this his freshman year. I said the dude is going to be a bust in the NFL and listen he's I can't say he's a bust right now because he's got to wait a couple years give it 3 years that. 3 yeah, years yeah. but I still think the guy's going to be a bust but he did look good last night so I'll give him that with that being said Joe Burrow come back from a torn ACL playing the way he did I mean that was phenomenal and Good like morning. I said I didn't really tune in that much but I saw that last drive how he stood in there and delivered that screen pass to Uzoma I I mean He's going to be a future star in this league. So what makes you think that um, – what makes you low on on Lawrence and high on Burrow? So with Trevor Lawrence, I – you know, he just – everyone hyped him up, and I just don't think he has what everyone's talking about. Like, I mean, people said he was a generational prospect, like the greatest college prospect of all time, and that I don't see that in Trevor Lawrence. The kid's great at reading a field. He he's 
very good at reading a field, almost Tom Brady-esque. But outside of that, I just don't like his mechanics. He doesn't really step into throws that much. He's got good arm arm power, but it, he's not that good. I'm just going to say it right here. He's not that good. He's not that guy. I mean, that's a fair take. Yeah. I mean, it's it's early to... It, it, I, I say it's a fair take. Like, I don't agree, but, like, I, I respect it, though, because it, it, it's just so early, and you never know what happens in the NFL. We'll see at the end of the season when he comes in second in the Offensive Rookie in the Year voting to Jamar Chase. You think so? That's I think your, it'll be... That's oh, prediction. Yeah. J- Jamar Chase, unless he gets injured midway through the season, he's probably a lock already to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's His a, connection yeah. with Joe Burrow is insane. I think it could be Penny Sewell has not given up a sack yet. But they don't give the, That's the true. offensive That's player our rookie of the year. Yeah, even if an offensive like, lineman yeah. deserves it, the O line gets no respect That's ever. True. Yeah. yeah. Unless you have like a guy like Quentin Nelson who's like mm-hmm. so good that he actually gets name recognition. Yeah. Like even elite offensive linemen like generally don't get like noticed by like average fans. Like I get like, the, like you know, you got your help the like, super dedicated fans that go and you know research all the stuff and the PFF grades, etc. for mm-hmm. the alignment but a lot of fans like if you're just watching the broadcast and that's like basically the extent of what you do to follow the team or the game then the alignment that's not get mentioned unless they you know commit holding or give up a sack right so it's like they don't they don't get the name recognition or if the offensive line is like really good and like yeah. everybody on that line is good like maybe the cowboys for example like a couple years ago even you know even this year they're pretty good um they definitely got back healthy yeah but like going back to like trevor lawrence like you know you just I don't know. You're hating too much. You know, it's only been you know four games. I, uh, I hate the guy. I'm gonna come out and say I hate the guy. I don't know. Like I've never once liked Trevor Lawrence. And going back to his freshman year, I never liked the guy. Overhyped. Uh, I did not like the guy at any point in his career. Won a and, national championship in his freshman year, and you know, uh, basically only lost like what four games in high school and college combined. He went thirty-four and two in college. What was his high school record? I think he only yeah, like they said it the other day or yeah after yesterday that he combined lost uh, as many four games, games high school yeah, college. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that too. They they said that yeah. he's now lost as many in the NFL as he did in high school and mm-hmm. college combined. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which is kind of insane when you think about it. But it's also like. I'm not saying, like, kind of expected, like, not expected that they're going to go 0-4, but, like, expected that even number one picks have, like, growing pains. I I mean, Mahomes came in as a number 10 pick and then didn't play his rookie year except for week 17, Mm -hmm. came back year two and had... 50 touchdowns, 50 touchdowns. Completely insane, yeah. Sitting for one year can make a lot of difference. Yeah. Yeah. Was it the sitting for one year that made the difference, or was it just that Mahomes was like good? I think it was sitting for one year because he was a big boomer bust prospect coming out of college. I didn't even think he was going to be good at first. But that sitting for one year and sitting behind a guy like Alex Smith, who just had really solid mechanics mm-hmm. and just, he, even though he wasn't a dazzling quarterback, never really made too many mistakes. I think sitting behind him for a whole year helped him a lot to become a lot more accurate and just a lot better quarterback in general. Yeah, I, I, but talking about sitting by for a year, like we talk about Mahomes sitting under Alex Smith. How about like Trey Lance? What do you guys think about like Trey Lance? Bro, or, it's weird that they're using him like sporadically. Hey, I think they should use him more in the I, definitely in the red zone. He's definitely a threat. You can run more than Jimmy, and then he can obviously throw the ball at least like four yards, five yards, like accurately. So, and but like going back to like the whole like sitting thing and like. 
drafting a guy like maybe early and then having like a veteran like leader obviously like the bears want to do that right but they just simply uh everybody's job is on the line nagy ryan pace like and obviously the bears just have not had good quarterback play since that actually never so uh sid luckman sid luckman yeah (laughs) yeah so have we talked sid luckman before like did we talk that last week (laughs) no i don't I don't think because I I, I, brought, I I brought up Sid Luckman before he for those that don't know he was the quarterback on the Bears from 1939 to 1950 he's a Hall of Famer did a lot of like innovations for the quarterback position he's also Jewish which was <laughs> which is notable because they haven't Jake you are Jewish represent yes? same here all right word so there are not many uh, Jewish starting quarterbacks in the history of the NFL uh, if you want to look recently there is Josh Rosen whose jersey mm. I own who is. Was not good, but it's okay. I still have the jersey. Still wear it. Uh, it's a Cardinals one. Um, there's Josh Rosen. There's Jay Fiedler, or maybe Fielder. It's it's. I think it's, it's Fielder. Fiedler. I, oh, is it Fielder? It's it's mm-hmm. Fiedler, right? He's Jewish. Um, there's Sid Luckman. Uh, is that it? Is that the long list? No, it's, there's a few more. Like okay, so I was there are there are comprehensive lists online of like Jewish players to play in the NFL, but like, they're hard. Like you got gotta like look around to see who was a quarterback, and I. Was hoping that it would be easier to like look this up, but it's not. Does, unfortunately, does Julian Edelman count? He has not started the game at quarterback, but he did throw a touchdown. Yes, he's thrown <laughs> passes, so he is like in the category. But out of specifically like starting quarterback, like Jewish starting quarterbacks, he doesn't like fit that category. Mm-hmm. So there also is there's like a few other guys. There was this guy Benny Friedman, who obviously you guys have almost assuredly not heard of. He like started a few games at quarterback in the 1920s in the NFL. And there's a couple others, but we're getting more off topic here. Let's get back to the current slate of NFL games. 538, uh, great website, and it's also the time. And it's also, we have 22 minutes now to go over the rest of the NFL slate. So let's do it. Um, do we want to start on Giants Saints? Is that a cool one to start yeah, on? Yeah, we'll, we'll start Giants Saints. Let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> All right, so 0-3 Giants versus the 2-1 and Saints. Giants have lost their last two games on game losing field goals uh, to the Falcons and Washington football team. They also lost handily to um, the Denver Broncos Broncos. in week one. You you follow the Giants pretty well if you remember that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I, I'm pretty well versed in like all just all topics NFL. The whole topic NFL. Yeah, maybe nice. really all topics NBA too. So you have like the whole NFL slate like memorized? Kind of. Week one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. There's been that's quite a lot of games. You remember every NFL game from week one? Not every game. I know that so who are the Rams? I mean, the Rams played Bears, Colts played the Seahawks. Like, I mean, I can list it all, but like, it's not that interesting. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Okay, let's go back to this Giants Saints. Giants zero and three. Saints two and one. Giants not particularly good this year as a Giants fan. Jake and I know. Uh, Saints coming in. Jameis Winston's having another up and down season. I mean, hasn't passed for more than 148 passing yards in a game, but also has. You know, throwing for five touchdowns in a game. Is that a typical Jameis Winston season, pretty much? No, we don't really know what Jameis Winston is really made of because the first game, uh, it seemed like the Packers weren't even trying, and the Saints' defense was was smoldering the entire game. They're giving Jameis Winston short fields. Jameis Winston, like you said, he only had, like, under 200 yards that game, probably right. throwing. Under he, 150, yeah. Yeah, five touchdowns, though. Yeah. Uh, that just goes to show you, like, right. they were always in the red zone or uh, Kamara was able to, you know, get into the red zone with, like, without po- throwing the ball. 
And then that second game against the Panthers, they only had four coaches. So, and last week, um, they were able to handily, uh, you know, take apart that Patriots defense. Yeah. Bill Belichick. Jameis Winston is one of my absolute favorite, like, non-Giants players in the National Football League. He is just so much fun to watch. I know he's... Like he he's like an on and off good quarterback. Like he'll have really good games and then he'll have really bad games. And sometimes it's in the same game, good play then bad play. But that's just what's so fun about him. You never know what you're gonna get on a given snap with Jameis Winston. He could look like the best quarterback ever, or he could look, or he could just throw a pick six, like right in a row. Yeah, he's just the. Remember he had the year of five thousand yards. Yeah, thirty touchdowns, yeah, 30, thirty picks. Yes, yeah. that that. To me, is one of the most entertaining seasons by a quarterback ever. I, guess I was if, just captivated. The if you whole like time. the picks, if you like the, the unpredictability, <laughs> then yeah. Listen, Jameis last week, he he did something pretty erratic. It was like he was getting sacked at like uh, on the fourth down, or it was like a third mm-hmm. down. Yeah, and he like, threw it up <laughs> in the red zone, and like I mean, the Saints guy caught it, uh, Marquez Callaway. But uh, I know that when right when he heads to the sideline, Sean Payton was like, you know. Let's not do that again, guys. Like, come on, Jameis. Like, you know, we don't want to do that. It's just Jameis Winston, though. Yeah, but, you know, he's going to make plays. He's a playmaker. Yes, definitely. Definitely. He's uh, he's interesting. But, so, Doug, are you, excited, but are you uh, like, kind of worried about this game, though? I mean, uh, bro, we're, <laughs> o- we're 0-3. Like, I, I don't really like – I mean, I'm – Seven-point spread? Yeah, it's – uh, it's like at this point, how many games are we gonna win on the year? Like the team has looked like we're playing Washington and Atlanta and losing like close games. These aren't great opponents. Like what's gonna happen when we start playing like like actually good teams? Like I'm just not real. Com- like I'm gonna be still rooting for the Giants definitely. I'm just like not confident on the outlook for the rest of the year. Yeah, I know. I definitely know the Giants' schedule. It was like it was trending on like Twitter. It was like the seven next seven games is like against like basically teams that are two and one or three and zero. Oh. Like the yeah, Buccaneers, the Rams, right. uh, the Saints. The Panthers, Cowboys. The the Buccaneers game will be close because Tom Brady hates playing against the Giants. (laughs) You know, we'll see. For some reason, for some reason, whether he wins or loses, it's always just like the Giants just give him trouble, at least for part of the game. Mm -hmm. Is there any next slate? Next slate of game or yeah? yeah, Let's go. Let's go through. I'm just gotta pull it up on ESPN. Mm -hmm. So Um, Washington is playing the Falcons. Yeah. Both teams are one and two. Washington's a one and a half point favorite. Both these teams have already played the Giants. That's not important. (laughs) Um, Not important at all. They've played and beat the Giants. Yes, that's that's true. Even less important. Washington is uh, has a 52 percent chance of winning. Atlanta has 40 um, 48% chance and or okay let's get into specifics according to FBI Washington has a 51.9% chance Atlanta has a 47.7% chance and there's a 0.4% chance of a tie which is interesting I'll, I'll be rooting for that tie Was it in Atlanta me too. is it in Atlanta <laughs> it is in Atlanta yes I think Washington's got it uh for me I don't know if you guys watch like Falcons football I don't really like to but I kind of do and it's the most like yeah, I mean, you watched it last week against yes, the Giants. Like, it it's pa- it's kind of painful watching. Falcons. And the Giants still lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were up what fourteen six in that game. Um, yeah, the the Atlanta was up fourteen six. We yeah. had the touchdown, and, and Daniel Jones ran for a two point conversion, and then the Giants still lost. It's kind of like slow. Goal. Yeah, that game was like kind of cool like slowly though. Taking I, apart, I like though. I like their kicker. Oh yeah, Young Wayku. Young Wayku, yeah, my boy. He's from New Jersey too. Uh, he was well born in South Korea, then went to high school in Ridgewood, if I remember correctly. Um. Fourth South Korean-born player in NFL history. Exciting stuff. And he's probably he was great kicker and last really year. Really good too. Really good kicker last year. 
But going back to that Washington game, like, obviously, last week, Washington got demolished by the Bills. Okay. We got embarrassed, 43-21, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, 43-21. Yeah. And then, uh, but, and then the Falcons obviously scratched one off away from the Giants. For me, Falcons football, the offense, they can't really move the ball. And that defense, that Washington defense, has got to be better than what it was last week. So, Taylor Heineke, you know, is great. You know, he might be elite. Okay, he might be. He was. He was looking elite <laughs> against the Giants. Okay, yes, definitely. Okay, <laughs> he was looking elite against the Giants. But, uh, you know, last week he didn't even play that bad against the Bills. It's just that you know Josh Allen every time he got the ball was throwing like sixty yard you know bombs to everywhere. Manly Sanders, Beasley, everybody. Uh, Washington definitely, in my opinion, has got the edge. Hmm. All right. Any last thoughts on this matchup? I, I I'm feeling that too. Uh, Washington has an absolutely ferocious pass rush, and I just don't think there's any way that Atlanta can stop that. And even though even though I tend to root for Atlanta sometimes because I like Matt Ryan, I don't see it happening. Wait, which games are on like TV? Uh, which ones like uh, like the game of the week? Uh, um, on, like for like the four o'clock. Let's we'll get to that in a. S- let me scroll down because so is that's like Eagles, probably Eagles Steelers, Eagles, Packers, Eagles Chiefs. They're the Fox team. There Eagles are Chiefs is not on television in the Greater New York market. <laughs> yeah, there's four um like four o'clock games. The two four o fives are Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks, 49ers, and then the four twenty fives are Steelers, Packers, and Ravens, Broncos. I honestly don't know which one is like the um like the game of the week. Yeah, uh, like that gets shown on national TV. Are you guys? And I want to bring this up because you brought that up. Do we generally watch the Sunday games, or are you guys like NFL Red Zone fans? Like, how are we consuming? I, I watch. I have my team on, and then Red Zone on like a separate screen. Nice. Honestly, I hate Red Zone. <sighs> Interesting. <laughs> and, and then I want to ask Mike, and then we'll get back to your yeah. thoughts. Red Zone or just games? Red Zone and the game. So I would have so on like one o'clock, especially because yeah. the Colts only play at one o'clock. Yeah. Uh, Colts game on like one laptop, Red Zone on TV or something, or other way around, Colts on the TV, Red Zone on my laptop. All right, and Sean, now let's get to your thoughts. Why do you hate Red Zone? I think Red Zone is the dumbest concept ever invented. Dumbest concept. So not only do you not like it, but it is the dumbest concept ever invented. <laughs> because who wants to watch two minutes of every game out at, at the same time? I mean, just, just get Sunday ticket at that point. Okay, but I don't have time, like, in any given week to just sit down and watch film from every single game. Sometimes I just want a highlight reel. Yeah, but <laughs> watch right. if you watch Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football the, that night or the day after, Chris Berman will be happy to yeah, show, go show the highlights of every game in three minutes or less. I, I believe that's that's what the segment's called. Yeah, here's my thing. So, like, I feel like with Red Zone and also – I, I guess it's taboo to bring this up, but are we actually are we paying for Red Zone or are we pulling up like streams third yeah. party streams? streams. Yeah. yeah, I'm paying for it. You're paying for it, mm-hmm. really? It is cheap. Yeah, though. Red Zone is so, cheap. Five? So what is it? Five a month? Ten a month? How does my it? my my mom has has cable and we have Red Zone with cable, nice. so I can like mm-hmm. stream it on like on your any, computer, any of my devices. So yeah, nice, nice. So you. Interesting. So you got Red Zone. You're pulling up streams. Oh yeah, no, Sean. You don't play. Uh, you, you don't like Red Zone because do you have a fantasy football team? I have a fantasy football. Okay, team. Okay, what I'll the just... heck? The, why are you not watching Red Zone? Like that's the only I way mean, you can watch it. NFL <laughs> posts the highlights like yeah. a minute after it. Happens. Yes, yes. So what I do is I try watching Red Zone. Like okay, with streams, I don't. 
I don't have the payment, but I don't like like when I like when I watch games, I like to get into the flow of it and like understand the strategy that's like happening. And with Red Zone, you don't get that. Like that being said, Red Zone is very well um, orchestrated. I think there's a couple different ones, but the one with with Hanson. Oh uh, yeah, 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 Scott Hanson, seven hours of I, yeah, free. I, it, it, it's, it's very good one. because he like he goes in and he gives his analysis and he's explaining and he jumps from game to game. Like it's very coherent. It's very easy to follow. So I think it's presented and produced very very well. And I think that's good. It's just my personal issue is I like getting into the flow of games, and I feel that I don't get that with Red Zone. I like that the NFL Instagram and Twitter and etc. They post like important highlights after like after every play. So like I just go there p- periodically on Sunday, go through it, and I see every p- important highlight. And then on Monday, or not even Monday, but like after games end on Sunday, they post like ten to fifteen minute long highlights on YouTube of each game. So you're getting like everything. Um, you're getting all the stuff like that way. That being said, red zone you keep up with it in real time, so that's cool as well. It's it's just a matter of opinion, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, definitely. Uh, with that being said, let's go back to the NFL slate, though. Um, we talked about a couple games. We didn't get to them all. Uh, Bills, um, Texans. Jake picked as his lock yep, of the this, week. I picked this as my lock of the week. Yeah, uh, Bills Josh were minus Allen seventeen. Looks like the best quarterback in the NFL, and so far, I think it's going to stay that way. All right, let's let's shift over that to that's an interesting pick. Let's let's go to Lions Bears now. Bears are minus three favorite. Bears are one and two. Lions zero and three. Game is in Chicago at one. The, the thing about this game is that a lot of people, like betters, betting-wise, have the Lions winning outright. I don't know if you know about that, about that guys. Really? Yeah. It's like a public underdog. Doesn't nice. surprise me. <laughs> Dan Campbell. I mean, they lost on the 66-yard field goal last week, uh, the Lions. So, that was rough. Yeah, that was rough for the Lions fans. So, I mean, that's why everyone thinks that uh, the Lions are going to win. And do we know? I mean, Matt Nagy came out saying quarterback's going to make a game-time decision, so... We'll see. We'll see if Justin Fields or Andy Dalton, or maybe Nick Foles starts. For me, it's the Lions. I got Lions. All right. Uh, <laughs> Nick <any> last... Foles starts. <laughs> <laughs> any last Boy. thoughts on this, or should we head over to Panthers Cowboys? Let's, 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 let's go Panthers. Quick. Let's talk. Quick. To... Wait, what? Panthers Cowboys? Yeah, let's talk. We got about Panthers that. Cowboys. Panthers three zero. Um, uh, Cowboys two and one. Dallas four and a half point favorite though, because they are at home. Game is at one o'clock on Fox. Thoughts? This could be a really good game. Um, I, I think this could be, like, a high-scoring game uh, for both teams. Sam Darnold versus Dak Prescott. We could be seeing a lot of touchdowns. I don't I don't see it being a high-scoring game just because I know the Panthers' offense is progressing a lot. And, I mean, they've shown that the past three weeks. But they haven't scored more than 30 points, have they, at, in any of the three games? I think they uh, scored 26 week one. They scored... 20 something last week. They scored like 24 last week, I think. 20. Well, they scored 24 last yeah, week. Yeah, 24 last week. Against and the week two, they scored. Tw- uh, excuse me. Week two, they scored 26. Week one, they scored uh, 19. Yeah. So yeah. I just don't see that being a high scoring. They have the pieces to make it happen, but I think there's still a lot of moving parts for that Panthers offense to come together. I think I do think it's gonna be a close game though, um, just because the Panthers' defense is really good, and so is the Cowboys' offense. So that's gonna be a really good duel between the Cowboys' offense and Panthers' defense. I think it's probably a mid twenties 
to maybe even in the teens type of game, but it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. All right, next game, Colts-Dolphins. Dolphins 1-2, and two, Colts 0-3. Oh Miami a two-point favorite game is in Miami. Listen, if, I'm telling you, all right, as the Colts fan here, the Colts are going to win this game. All right, it's my live of the week. All right, uh, Jacoby Brissett is not coming and beating us down, okay? The former Colt quarterback himself, former backup to Andrew Luck, is not uh, winning against his former team, okay? We know the ins and outs of Jacoby Brissett. Uh, everybody on that defense knows what he wants, what, knows what he likes, and we're going to get after it on Sunday. So that Colts game, I'm not a Colts fan, but you know I have the Carson Wentz Colts jersey. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Carson Wentz fan. Yeah. I've held out on him yeah. for five years. Yeah. I love the guy. Yeah. Carson Wentz, this is your time to show up, buddy. <laughs> I love you, but you got to show up. He showed up against the Rams in, <laughs> he did show in, up. in week two. They played against the Rams. Yeah. I don't know if you guys watched that game. It was very close. They yeah. lost by three. Uh, if he doesn't get hurt um, before, right before the last drive, I think they have a chance to win. Yeah, that's a big if. I mean, he also had that cha- that uh, shovel pass at the goal. Uh, that line. was it. Was bad. Listen, yeah. Frank Reich drew up that play. Uh, Aaron Donald knew it was coming. He uh, you know hedged out Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle. And that's why he fell. And that's what he threw the pick. <laughs> All right, next game: Browns Vikings. One o'clock, Browns two and one, Vikings one and two, Cleveland two point favorite. Game is in Minnesota. Yeah, um, probably close game, maybe low scoring, maybe high scoring. I don't know. Depends on what the Vikings are feeling that day. Uh, the Browns are probably gonna win. They're really good. Kevin Stefanski, the former Vikings coordinator. I feel like he'll probably have a solution for them. But, I mean, I feel like it's going to be close. The Vikings have been playing well so far this season, even at 1-2. and two. Kirk Cousins playing like a top-10 quarterback. Um, don't I, You guys don't look at me like this. Okay, Kirk Cousins, he's been playing absolutely elite p- football. Not a lot of people are talking about it. I don't know if you guys notice it. Uh, even though they're one and two, they could be three zero if it, it wasn't. It's not Kirk's fault. So they they are, lost that game in overtime to the Bengals, and then yeah, who what was the other loss? Ooh, Missed uh, field goal against Arizona yes, at the end of yeah. right, regulation. right, mm-hmm. and then they beat up on the Seahawks thirty to seventeen, right? So they're yeah. they're close to being three zero. Yeah, yeah, definitely, especially the missed field goal because he was able to get them in field goal range. It was only like what a forty three yard field goal. I think it was less. I think it was thirty yeah, something. Even it was, that, it was short. It was short. Yep, even then. That's gonna be a very competitive game. I think uh, I can see the Vikings, you know, squeezing one out. Yeah. All right. Uh, Titans, Jets, Jets, zero and three. Titans, two and one. Titans only a six point favorite. Uh, not. I mean, I thought it'd be more. Games at one o'clock in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Who we taking? That's a blowout. You know, I was seeing the. I was seeing it. Listen, uh, Julio Jones and AJ Brown are out. Uh, stack the box, and man, people. You know, you know the ball is going to go to Derrick Henry. Uh, at least, and who's, who's Hill going to throw it to? So okay. it, it could be more competitive than you, than you think it is, in my opinion. Okay, but for how long are is the Jets' kind of lackluster defense going to be able to defend against Derrick Henry? Is it lackluster? Is their defense lackluster? Or is the offense scoring six points a game um, or something like that in the season? I think it's like I think the defense is able to get stops. I think the offense is just going like three and out and punting on every drive. So, uh, and the Titans' defense is vulnerable, uh, even against Carson Wentz's sprained ankles last week. Okay, so I think the Jets can make it close. I don't expect them to win, but the Jets can make it close that game. All right. So because it's five fifty-five, I don't think we have enough time to like. There's a lot of games, and we're probably not going to be able to go mm-hmm. through all of these. So let's just touch on like I think 
pretty much very clearly the game of the week. Bucks Patriots. Uh, A very big storyline on this game, which we'll get to. So Bucks two and one, Patriots one and two. Tampa Bay is a seven point favorite. Game is in New England. It is Sunday night football. But all of that is secondary because this is Tom Brady's return to New England. How are we feeling? He's gonna lose. Okay. If that anyone is- knows how to shake Tom Brady and, you know, just rattle him, make him not play as well, it would be Bill Belichick, who coached him for 20 years. And I think he's going to have something up his sleeve that we don't know about. <laughs> Mike, Sean, what are we thinking for Sunday Night Football? I mean, that I respect the, the prediction, and I— We'll have to have a discussion whether that's n- whether or not that's more bold than my Rutgers Ohio State prediction. <laughs> nice. But I think Tom Brady with the chip on his shoulder. Uh, I'm sure we've all heard the the stories about how that Brady Belichick relationship ended. I just think he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's gonna. I think he's gonna go blow him out. There's right. more news now, especially. Yeah, with that with yeah. that new book coming yeah, out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Robert Kraft uh, yeah. called Bill Belichick like a bad human being yeah. or something. Uh, he had some explicit words yep. to say about him as well. So, I, I want to read that book. Um, I do want to read yeah. that book too. Mm-hmm. With that being said, it is about I believe to be five fifty eight. Yeah, so we'll we'll like wrap things up right now. A, a couple minutes early. It's all good. Uh, you know, it was myself, Doug Will. We got Mike Howe, first time on. You spoke a lot. Very good. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Jake Maysell and also Shad Nat Carney. And with that, we are going to step aside because it's about to be 558 and we got more programming coming on WRSU. Thanks for tuning in to WRSU FM New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org.